What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is a drug-free zone. You understand? I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back. Another quarantine edition. Probably going to be quarantine edition for the foreseeable future here. I'm, I'm losing hope that we are going to come out of this, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Kevin is back. Kevin, you did not have corona in our last episode, correct? I, I did not. Okay. I, you just got to confirm. I think I was just tired because it was after my birthday weekend. So I was like, you know, coming off a few days of uh, some uh, some fun times. So. <laughs> a little bit too much fun. And Kevin's actually the reason why we're having such a uh, high test lately <laughs> in this state. So you can direct all your hate to Kevin. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, just great dedication to the pod. Just I was tired, so I didn't want to do it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I tried like, using that uh, excuse at work a, a few times as well. <laughs> He's no longer employed there. <laughs> no, nope. had to cut me loose. That's all right. You can um, sit back on your kin token fortune. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, mm-hmm. Kevin, December 2016, Purchases roughly $300 worth of the cryptocurrency Kin Token. We have watched it slowly decline since then. Uh, last time we checked, it was in the two-ish dollar range. Kevin, do we have an update? Uh, yeah, we're sitting at two twenty-four, two dollars and twenty-four cents. Yeah, so we've 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 stabilized in the high one dollar, low two dollar range, which um, at least we're stable, I guess. I don't know. So Kevin, I'm not sure I've ever asked you this, but when you purchased Kin Token, was it between that and anything else? Uh, no. The reason it was Kin Token is because uh, a former coworker of mine was uh, pretty pretty nerdy, and he was like really into the crypto world, and he had made some decent money on some other ones, and and this was like his next big one, and that obviously did not turn out to be true. Um, so it was like a, a recommendation from a colleague. We need to we need to get him on, or at least see if uh, we can ask him some questions. That, that's a good point. Yeah. I, well, actually, I mean, he didn't give the 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 tip uh, directly to me. It was it was through like my old boss got it from him, and then so he bought some as well. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. did your old boss invest as much as you did? Uh, I think probably, I think he, he might've even done more. Um, God, pretty, I hope not. <laughs> he was pretty gung ho about it. Um, yeah, I, I need, I haven't seen him in a while. I'll next time I see him, I'll ask him. All right. Yeah. We, we might look into having this tipster on, um, to see if Kevin is telling the truth and he's the, maybe he's, was it Elon Musk? Was that the tipster? It was not Elon Musk. Okay. It was a, uh, I think he was like a database engineer or something at our at our company. Okay. He probably still is a database engineer because he can't retire. <laughs> Got all his money lost. On well, him. I I don't know how much money he had made on his other investments. Like he might have kind of cleaned up. Yeah, and then he was throwing out false investments uh, to you guys, and you just bid on it. Uh, but 
That's a, I, a story for another day, I guess. Uh, let's move on. I don't think we have any other housekeeping other than just appreciate you guys sticking with us as we work through some um, weird schedules here with corona and all kinds of different stuff going on. So we appreciate that. But let's move on to the topic at hand. This is a topic Tommy brought up a couple episodes ago uh, when we were talking about something else about um, the side plots in the Mighty Ducks films and um, possibly ranking the side plots. I think in our last episode where uh, we sort of rewrote the Mighty Ducks into the Mightiest Duck, we killed some side plots, moved some around. Um, So we're going to go through D1, the side plots, and rank them. Um, And I would do it in terms of, you know, enjoyability, um, maybe necessity, but... I think by the very nature of the definition, any any plot that like is necessary for the main story, which I am considering uh, Gordon Bombay, his sort of turnaround in his life, teaching the Ducks, getting them better, and then winning the championship, but I'm sure there's some debate there. Um, I have a few side plots um, written down, so I think we can start with those maybe. Um, is this just um is this for the entire trilogy this is just d1 so we're gonna go just d1 first um so obviously you have the bombay casey conway love connection um is that too integral to the story though you know i think it's too integral but i do think it's an important side plot it's important. You don't have to have it. It does create tension within the ducks. Um, you know, um, being called coach's pet, etc. Um, you know, Conway probably supporting Bombay even more. Um, okay. And it's just kind of like, why did he like try to pimp his mom out in the <laughs> first place? is the real question. Cause he's like, you know, she has a lot of other qualities that men find very attractive. That's like, a good point. What? That, I guess we can add that on Charlie's sort of pimping of his mom. That's, that's within the same sort of side plot there. Um, okay. So that's a side plot. I would, I would say Connie and Gee, um, definitely not necessary to the story. So that would be a second side plot. Um, there's the whole, Riley and Bombay sort of master student relationship, which I think like if you took that out, I don't think that changes anything in terms of like the actual events that happen. Um, well, Bombay was a hawk, I think. And I mean, if it was like a new coach, mm-hmm. I mean, so I think it does change quite a bit because really like the whole thing is like Bombay, you know, becoming a, you know, he's not all about going for the W and who taught him about going for the W Riley, his old coach and his old coach was that he, when Bombay needed a father figure, he wasn't one for him. You know, he talked about letting his team down and he was, he just was a bad one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, kind of also when Riley says, you know, I know your dad would be like here, you know, wanting you to like do well. And then he says, you're letting your whole team down if you miss it. And basically he's saying you're letting your dad down if you fuck up. And then he fucks up. Yeah. And so I think that's pretty important okay. to the uh, to the whole grand scheme. 
Um, it's it's also interesting, like it's clear that Riley takes this shit way too seriously. Yeah. Like that's true. The ruthlessness of Riley yeah. could be the side plot instead of him in Bombay. Um, all right, I like that. Um, kind of the same, similar deal. There's this whole sort of ducks hawks rivalry on the street with the with the uh, magazines and bathroom reading and then the fighting. Um, is that too sort of close to the main plot, or can we include that in our ranking? Well, I mean. It's. I think it's. They've already established the Hawks as like the big bad, if you will. But this kind of reinforces it. Um, I, I don't really call that like a like a subplot. I think Connie and Guy's romance is a subplot. Okay. The Hawks kind of being dicks isn't really a subplot. Um, All right. But I guess you can say that it develops like them getting Fulton. Like it helps add to that. Um, and Fulton's not being able to skate and them teaching him how to skate. I think like, I mean, all criticism side, the movie does flow well mm-hmm. in, in terms of like little things building onto each other. You see Bombay's willing to, you know, have fun by skating through the the mall, et cetera. Um, so it does a good job of, in, so for example, in D3, the whole, you know, there's like, oh, Kenny's uh, like, hey, teach me how to trash talk. It's like, that's totally unnecessary. <laughs> that is not needed whatsoever. So a lot of these like kind that's of... great. Yeah, a lot of these like D1 subplots are like, they do a good job of like moving the football forward. Yeah. Like in, in, in more than just incrementally. Um, so D1 really does a good job. When we get to D3, like M- Mendoza and the cheerleader, it's like, what? No. And so... <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll uh, we'll take that one out. Uh, there's a whole sort of deal with obviously Adam Banks coming to the team isn't important, but there's the whole deal with him not being accepted. Um, I would put that in a side plot. Like if, if Banks came to the team and he was accepted, there would still be the tension between him and the Hawks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, if you remove Jesse Hall's hatred for him, I think it's still goes along obviously like you said it it pushes the football forward but um are you in agreement that this would be a side a true side plot banks joining the ducks banks not being accepted after he joins the ducks oh i see what you're saying uh i don't i don't know i i feel like that's pretty integrated with the main storyline i i think it's Again, it's pretty integrated, but I think you could kind of deal without some of the animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, he becomes a duck, etc. Um, it makes it go forward pretty well. All right. So I, uh, we can cut that, I guess. Uh, are there any others? Right now, we really only have three. The Bombay, Casey Conway... Slash Charlie pimping out his mom. We have Connie and Gee, and then we have Riley being sort of win, win, win at all costs instead of, um, you know, just try to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess uh, Bombay having like 
a driver wasn't really necessary. That's true. Um, well, he, I guess well, he lost his license. It, I mean, it, it makes sense, but the way they, they kind of like, like the character and everything, you didn't have to have it, but it was yeah. good. And uh, the it was interesting. I wonder how they found that driver. Was he like one of? I wonder if he was a guy who was always in trouble with the law or something. Because he seen because he was always like, oh yeah, like the the sixties were great or whatever. I he like drove like the toured with the dead, didn't he? Like yeah, so he's, like, he's like, oh yeah, like yeah. parties and cake or whatever. And it's like, oh okay. Um, so this guy is uh, he's probably had to use Duckworth's firm's services. Um, I guess the whole um, I don't know if this is a side plot. It's more of a throwaway line, but. Banks's dad being like old family friends with Ducksworth is like, like, like what? Like, why is that needed? Um, and then Bombay basically getting fired over the bunch of kids. Yeah. It seems like that whole reason was kind of like a little bit too manufactured. Um, I don't want to say unrealistic because I mean, it's like, I mean, that's probably the most unrealistic thing the whole movie. It's like, you're going to fucking fire your hotshot lawyer because he like poached this kid. Yeah, I had to make sure he stayed a hockey coach for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have found like a better way for him to lose his job, I think. But I guess him picking the kids over his job, like you can find a better way. So I guess the whole like, yeah, that's a good one. Banks's dad being a family friend of the Ducksworth. It's like because Gordon could just been like, hey, this is like this is what's going on. Yeah, you know? that is a good one. The whole Banks's eligibility question obviously you you kind of need that but the way they resolved it and then bombay's got to issue an apology and all that kind of stuff so i like that all right um any others before we go into them here Mm, the only thing that's kind of popping in my head is uh uh gordon's like relationship with the nhl guys with madonna and um, oh yeah like oh this is my madonna battle mccray yeah and also wait was madonna even from there like how would he know gordon He's from, from like kiwis arizona isn't he yeah that, madonna's from he grew up in michigan he lives in arizona okay. now um but like they wouldn't have ever crossed paths in peewees yeah basil mccray yeah, the whole. Well, Mike McDonald's like, I heard you became a farmer. It's like, how the fuck <laughs> did you have? That's a good point. Like this whole idea that Bombay knows the NHLers, um, kind of unnecessary. Basically, a way for the films to get in the North Stars in the NHL arena and all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. really the only reason. That whole NHL game slash that meeting the stars all right i like that all right all right so we have we have six now uh we have bombay casey conway uh conningy riley bombay's driver um and and really i guess thinking more on riley you kind of need it um just because of the beginning like you said tommy about um uh Bombay and his dad and all that kind of stuff and him learning to be a good person. So um, we'll we'll cut that out. I guess I guess you could say injuring Banks. Like was that necessary instead of just well, like beating them? Here you're you're kind of getting into more of just like elements of the overall plot as opposed to like a B plot. That's true. Um, as someone who took one or two film classes in college. 
Um, I think really uh, the movie does do a good job without kind of just detracting from the main storyline or kind of weaving it all together. Um, all right. All right. I, just... I also took a, a film class in college, Tommy, and uh, we screened <laughs> Wally as as one of the films. I minored in English, and so all my upper-level English classes were just movie classes, and it was <laughs> a very easy minor to get. Nice. All right. So we have Bombay, Casey Conway, Connie Gee, Bombay's driver, um, the whole NHL player-slash-game deal um, that was completely unnecessary, and then um, Dunks, Ducksworth and Banks's eligibility and sort of the the – the side plot of Bombay losing his job for these kids. Um, so do any of those five really stick out as a enjoyable and B sort of, um, I guess necessary might be the wrong word since we already established that, but like rounding out the film in a better way than if it was not there. I think him kind of falling for Charlie's mom as much as I really don't really like it. Um, I think it does make it an overall better movie um, because it really hams up like the father figure. It it essentially dunks it home. Um, But also I think I've always thought Casey was like a pretty good character and she's just like, Hey, you're his coach. And we don't know if you and I are going to like be a thing. Um, I, st- I still love how they just totally bailed on that storyline. <laughs> like, uh, in D2, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they did bail. We, we, we'll get in the second one in, I guess, another episode since we're going high here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think overall it's got its merits. It's just, the, it's just weird with Charlie. Um, but, yeah, I think that would definitely be number one for me. Um, and then number two... I guess Banks's eligibility, just adding another factor and, and and Bombay sort of really doubling down on his whole idea that this is his team now and he doesn't, he's a changed man. So that would be my number two, um, Bombay losing his job. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, the other ones that we discussed are kind of just like, throwaway things like the NHL guys and stuff. But. Exactly. So now we have Connie and Guy, Bombay's driver, Lewis, and the whole, um, yeah, the whole, I guess, friendship there and then hatred of the kids. Um, and then the NHL side plot about how Bombay was a hotshot NHL, I guess, caliber player that Basil McRae knows. Um, so out of those three, which one's the most enjoyable for you? Most enjoyable. I think uh, the Lewis, the driver one, just because he's yeah. got some good lines. Yeah, he's he's a good character. Like he's, I, I think he adds a, a nice like uh, uh, comedic element to the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. You you get a nice, uh, you get some good scenes there when they're out on the ice and they're in the limo and stuff like that. Um, so now we have Connie and Guy and then Basil McRae and all that. Um, like we talked about the NHL thing didn't really make sense. Didn't really have a place other than, I guess, promoting the North stars. So I would go with Connie and Gee. Yeah, I think so too, just by default. Um, but also the Connie and Gee thing, like doesn't really advance any, 
a sort of like real plot or anything like that either. No. It's just kind of like there. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just sort of provides some a picture of the characters, some just some character traits, but other than that, no. Um, all right. So now, so we have Bombay and Casey Conway, number one. I think that we would keep that. So if you're redoing this film, we would keep that one. We would, would you keep the whole deal with Bombay losing his job? I would keep it, but I think I'd figure out a better way for him to have to like choose. But I think it's always like cliche. It's like, oh, we want you, we need you back on this case or something like that. And so he has to pick between like working on the big mm-hmm. case or coaching the team. When in reality, he could just be like, look, I got this commitment. Let's change things up. And so I guess this was a way to kind of just get it all done in one scene and um, tie in the storylines. Because um, I think you see that in a lot of like, sports movies where it's like got to make a choice between something yeah and like the team and like all you really like, had to do like was, alcohol or the team <laughs> managers yeah and all you had to do was be like oh i've actually got this like youth team that i coach so i'm we're, i'm gonna postpone that thing i have it's like okay yeah sure it's like yeah go for it good luck it's like that's really what would happen yeah i do like i would have liked that element though because the whole deal is bombay is like married to his job so maybe they're like, oh, he can come, you can come back, but you have to quit the team because it's taking up too much time. And uh, yeah, maybe it's a little cliche, but I, I would have liked that better. But I agree. I'd keep it. Kevin, would you keep the whole Bombay losing his job? Yeah, and I, I kind of agree. Like, I think that was just like a nice, clean way to do it. Um, and it does like kind of lock him in as the coach yeah. for the foreseeable future. That's true. Um so we go to Bombay's dryer, Lewis. We talked about Lewis in episode 125, by the way. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, we were trying to figure out if he was good at his job. I do not remember uh, what we said about it. But um, are you keeping Lewis? I'm keeping Lewis. Um, I think he he's a good plot device um, to kind of I mean, he literally like carries Bombay from point A to point B. He literally <laughs> carries certain parts of the stories from point A to point B. Him going driving out to the ice, him like getting Fulton, you know. Um, so yeah, he's yeah. good. Um, That's true. I yeah. I mean, he, plus it, plus, if he hadn't been there, Bombay wouldn't have had an assistant coach. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very necessary assistant coach. All right, Connie and Guy. This is this is where it really gets interesting for me. Uh, Connie and Guy, would you keep that sort of romantic element between them? I I I think there was probably another way that they could like. I, I feel like they probably knew that they needed somebody on the team to like have a relationship. Um, I just feel I don't know that 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 whole plot, like whatever Connie and Guy. I always just kind of like fell flat to me. Like they never really do anything with it. Like aside from Guy just never getting uh, like the kiss. So I don't know. I, I I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like. I guess it is kind of like when you have movies like Big Green, Mighty uh, Ducks, Little Giants. There is like when you have like boys and girls on the same team, it seems like they're always addressing like, oh, there's going to be some kind of romance, you know, on the team um, in some way. Um, and so 
this is a way to do it without kind of it being like the main point or or whatever it, it, or it involving like the ringer because that's what happens in both the big green and little giants um so i would keep it in the sense that it it makes the characters a little bit like more development and like if you think about all the kids like they all have like some kind of backstory and so you know like oh yeah you know um you know terry you know he's like the little brother and but we know about their dad and he's you're working overtime for them and you know carp and peter are just kind of like you know dumb kids i'd say they probably actually have the least amount of backstory <laughs> you know tommy and tammy it's like discovered in a a mall or whatever as they're ice skating so i think it's it's a way to get a little bit of backstory about those two kids and kind of making them more well-rounded so i think it's it's good to have but you don't really lose anything without it but you probably do have to figure out another way to like hey why are these kids in this team or what's their deal yeah i that is a good point so i was before you said that i was gonna just ask them because as kevin said they don't really have any sort of they never go anywhere with it they're just sort of around and then d2 they're it's around and then d3 they have one line about it and then that's it um, also, but, having a high, a high school relationship that lasts like over three years is pretty. That's a good point. Yeah, I would have, I would have liked, I would have altered it. I think, but it is an easy way for the both of them to be together. So when you're rounding up the ducks, they're together and all that kind of stuff. So you don't have to do that. So um, yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as well. Uh, so last one, old Basil McRae, NHL, Gordon Bombay knows basil mccray they go to the game and all that kind of stuff are you keeping it or are you taking it out i think it's it, like it was good to have them but like in hindsight the way they did it was dumb like it makes no sense yeah so, yeah so so I'm, I'm i'm i guess i'm getting rid of it tommy yeah you don't really need it um pretty unnecessary i mean I, it's good to get again the, the cameos and i guess there it is like oh yeah all the big games are played at the you know where the stars play and mm-hmm. um they go to the stars game so yeah it was a. Uh, i'm okay with it but i agree with kevin so you don't need it i i enjoyed them going to the game even though it didn't push anything forward it was just like a fun little uh, I guess sidetrack. Um, yeah, I, I would have altered it too, but I'll, I'll keep it. Um, so there you go. So number. I do have a quick question for Tommy. H- how many times have you watched uh, The Big Green since it dropped on uh, Disney Plus? I haven't watched it in years. Wow, um, I need to color me shocked. Yeah, I did watch Hamilton over the weekend. Though. Nice. Damn. I still need to do that. Yeah, there wasn't as much um, hockey or soccer or youth sports in it as I would have liked. Yeah. But it was, it was still pretty good. Yeah. Solid B plus <laughs> behind uh, the Mighty Ducks, which also dropped on Disney plus, by the way. So uh, no more having to go to HBO. You can go to Disney plus, get the first Mighty Ducks. I think D2 and D3 are still coming in January, 2021. So a little further for that. Uh, but back to the topic at hand again, our number one side plot, Bombay and Casey Conway. Number two, Bombay losing his job. Number three, the whole Bombay's driver, Lewis. 
and his involvement. Uh, number four, Connie and Guy, and number five, the NHL game and players. Um, Connie, we kept everything except for there's some debate about the NHL game and players. But if you have thoughts, you know where to find us, thequackadag.com. Uh, let's take a short break and then come back with the quack question. We are back, and we have the quack question, a return of the quack question. It's been a, I feel like it's been a bit because we didn't have a quack question in the last episode. So uh, it's been probably close to a month. But you asked us questions on Twitter, uh, through Facebook, through email. We picked the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, today, this quack question comes from uh, Batty or Bad Eye um, on Twitter. Um, and Bad Eye's, Batty's question is uh, just how bad were Goldberg's farts? Serious analysis required. <laughs> okay. Um, so we really have the, the limo fart, which he denies. And then D2 the main fart was portman so goldberg gets off the hook there but i i i'm assuming bad eye batty is is just talking in general about goldberg farting so um i think i think it must be pretty bad because like he has this reputation so like that's a good point they get a reputation yeah for for farting and for it to be pretty like awful for everyone involved like and they all say like goldberg yeah um i it's it's got to be terrible and i mean you look at his diet to start with and he works at a deli so he's probably eating a lot of meat yeah um you know and it's interesting again like little giants there's like the character who farts a lot it's i guess it's a go-to like i mean farts are always funny they're always gonna be exactly always funny but also um it could be a sign of some uh, really unhealthy eating habits. Mm. Um, and so what they should have done is in D3 is when Julie the cat was like eating unhealthy, like Goldberg should have like brought a full circle. Maybe she had a lot of, like a gas problem. Yeah, that would have been nice. Maybe that was cut out. I feel like that had some potential. So we'll, we'll have to go back and find the raw footage. But I, I feel like that was something that they had in and they cut it out. But uh, that's just speculation. Uh, great points. That's what I was going to bring up. Goldberg working at a deli, eating a lot of meat. Um, the whole yeah, the whole reputation is an excellent um, starting point, I guess, because it's not just one or two people. It's the entire ducks know about this. So he's probably got the reputation not just on the team, but at school, maybe even at home. Um, so. How bad were they? I I don't know the correct scale um, to rate this. Uh, I don't know. Should we do a star system? Should we try to compare it to another smell? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's tricky. Um, is there can, like we, a... we can do it based on the, the little cloud emoji thing, <laughs> the little wind. Is there like a like a scientific study? Ooh. Like, oh, this is like a, a six point eight on like the 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 Dylan Ennis scale, which measures the uh, you know the amount of toxicity in one person's you know go. fart. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm on my work computer, so I don't really want to be googling that. Um, 
there is a, a Cornell. Some Cornell students did a fart intensity detector. Nice. Um, Does that just measure like like power? <laughs> uh, I'm looking through here. I'm looking through. Um, they oh they brought up the air composition, and this is intense. Main method. Here we go. Uh, to obtain and to update timers, button state is played. <laughs> playback feature. Um, yeah, I, th I think they were just looking at sort of the power and the air. yeah. I think they're looking at oh okay, so they're looking at the hydrogen sulfide detector, and and they have graphs of spikes here. This is intense. I like this. Um, grand scheme of things, they don't really. Is there a conclusion or anything? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going through here. I'm trying to I'm trying to buy myself some time. Do we need to take a quick commercial break while we uh while Mike? That's true. I'll just let me just uh we'll be back in a second as I try to figure out this. We are back. So I've I've read through this this again from some Cornell students back in 2009. So they had they created a fart magnitude scale. Uh, that ranges from zero to nine, according to sound, temperature, and gas concentrations. Um, so, um, I guess based on what we know, Goldberg has some loud farts. Um, so I would, I, there's probably high in sound. He's a big guy. He's probably producing a lot of gas, and I guess that changes temperatures. Um, so I guess we can just rate it zero to nine. Um, based on is those. there like why no ten? Is there no perfect fart? <laughs> is that like some teachers don't give a hundred on something? <laughs> That's a good point. Like it's like the one baseball writer that voted against Doug oh, Peter. Doesn't do the fucking first ballot <laughs> Hall of Fame yeah. nonsense. Um, just a, a quick quote um, from this paper. Uh, quote: The truth is that farts are something recurrent in everyday life. Just like we breathe, we fart. So that is uh that is their in their introduction. I don't know why they went zero to nine. I think just because they are um sort of techies. So it's sort of the programming, a lot of programming languages you start at zero. Um so Is there I, like the Richter scale? Does that end on nine? I don't know. I don't know. We're getting way too too sciencey <laughs> here. I guess this guy did say serious analysis required. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start him off at an eight. Because, an eight? Yeah. I mean, he's got the reputation, you know? Yeah. My only concern is his youth. Yeah. I feel, I feel like he's not as experienced as some of more, the more experienced <laughs> farters out there. So eight is, eight is high, but, um, all right. Eight, like for his age, it's just like, oh, um, okay. Like it's like child size, like shoe sizes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So eight for for child size. Yeah, child eight. I like that. Tommy, do you agree? Um, I'd say it's probably more of a child seven mm -hmm. because it seems like some of this might just be like reputation that maybe he's a little unfairly earned. Yeah, that's true. Um, and maybe like one time he like bent down and farted, and it's just like now he's a reputation for the farting kid. It's like um. Like if you peed your pants in school or something, you're mm -hmm. that's what you're remembered for. Like you better move schools. Like yeah. so, if he farted once in class, like that's him. He's the fart kid. 
a quick sidebar about fart kids. Uh, <laughs> my mom was a school nurse uh, back in the day, and there was a teacher that had been complaining about this kid and his excessive flatulence. And she was she just like asked my mom like how what can we do? So my mom called called him into her office or whatever and told him that uh, whenever he uh, needs to pass gas, he should go he should poke his head out the hallway and do so. So that's exactly what the kid started doing. He would get up out of class and poke his head, only his head, <laughs> out the door and then fart back into the classroom. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I do I do think we should drop him down to a seven because he, he adamantly denies the limo fart. Um, so, But that is a good point. I, I do think he has... A reputation. Maybe he let a couple go early on, and then that sort of um, solidified the reputation. And now he's just li- sort of living off that. So um, I like that. So we'll give him a child seven. Um, that's I guess pre eighteen. Once you go eighteen, you're 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 playing on the senior team. So um, there you go. Good question um, for us. The question. Well, I guess lastly, a follow up, and this can be for the the Quackalites is uh goldberg to get this reputation he would need some kind of like nickname that they would be calling him probably mean spirited mm-hmm. um so greg goldberg would i mean they're not just calling what they call him like gas goldberg or something like yeah. that that's you know, what i was thinking gas but in uh in little giants they called rudy zoltek zolfart which is not very original but i mean you know 10 year olds yeah they'd probably just call him like fart boy or something <laughs> Fart boy. All right. This is... Bombay calls him cream cheese boy. (laughs) That's true. And when I was a kid, I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) That is true. Um, Maybe he he got that from the kids. So... um, Well, the whole Philly, Philly cream cheese. Yeah. I mean, it could also be his farts. Who knows? But... Um, yeah, I think we just need to wrap it up before we... Let's, see, let's hear some, some nicknames from the Quackalites. The, the, the farting Philly. The <laughs> Philly fart face. All right, let's move <laughs> on. Let's let's end it there before we get ourselves in trouble even more, I guess. Thequacktech.com. Go there. Contact us at QuackTechPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your farty nickname for Greg Gas Goldberg. And go to the shop, get your gear, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Right, quick. Ain't no turning back. Got to believe it.